Hey, real quick, would you like to join me for a fun and super practical challenge to increase your online visibility? The Visibility Kickstarter Challenge is hosted by my friend Alina Vincent, who, if you don't know, she is the queen of online challenges. <clears throat> and that means that this is going to be one of the most actionable, value-packed, and fast-to-implement challenges that you have ever been a part of. I recently used her challenge method in my last launch, and it was the most effective challenge we have ever run, and it was easier than any, ever, any challenge we've ever run uh, as well. It is completely free, so if you want to join me, I'll be there. Head over to jenlaner.com forward slash 084 to sign up. And again, that's jenlaner, L-E-H-N-E-R.com forward slash 084. Hey guys, it's Gary Bay, Nerd Chuck, and you're listening to the Front Row Entrepreneur Podcast with our girl, Jen. Our next guest has a pretty amazing story that she's going to share with us today. She is a recovering type A perfectionist who learned the hard way about burnout and not prioritizing self-care. She shares this powerful lesson in simple wellness practices in classrooms, companies, and communities all around the world. She is the creator of the first well-being app for schools and has positively impacted 20,000 plus educators, entrepreneurs, and world changers. She believes that every human being has a gift to share with the world, but in order to share that gift long-term, we must first gift ourselves grace, love, and the permission to pause. Hey, Lindsay, welcome to the show. Hi, Jen. I am so happy to be here. It's been almost a year, I think, since last time. I know you are a repeat guest because you are just that awesome. <laughs> <laughs> last year when you were here, we talked about hiring a virtual assistant. And I'm curious what your business and your life looks like one year later. Well, my goodness, things have changed. I think we all can <laughs> agree that 2020 was a year of massive change and it really created the space for us to pivot, reflect on our lives and our businesses, and then integrate a new way of being. And last time on your podcast, I remember talking about how life-changing it was for me to experience a virtual assistant because I had been a solopreneur for so long and I've done everything myself. And it was refreshing to have help, but never in my wildest dreams or maybe my wildest nightmares, did I think I would be pivoting to no more speaking events? I was speaking around the world and in March, everything got canceled. And then I actually got COVID and was extremely sick. And so my virtual assistants and my team of trainers saved my business and this is why I've waited to do a podcast. I, I told everyone the first person who I'm talking to when I'm well is Jen because she saved my life and my business. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think that you have a special sort of X factor though, Lindsay, because like you really were hit hard. Like I remember when you first broke the news to me, you know, you were on top of the world with your business and you had explained that, you know, 99% of your revenue came in from these, you know, speaking gigs all around the world. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, bam, like 
that was all taken away. Plus you got really sick, but I've never seen anybody pivot as quickly as you were able to do that. Can you talk us through like how you were able to do that so quickly and what you learned in the process and and what the pivot was exactly? Yes. So luckily before COVID hit, I had talked with a local government and they wanted a course on workplace wellness. So I already had the script. I was working on it pre-COVID and then COVID hit and we were able to launch what I had. I just recorded it all and we were able to launch it in April. So March 7th, I came home. I was getting off the airplane from a huge event. Our president had declared it was, you know, it was safe. It was just like the flu. Don't worry. And I was around 4,000 people hugging, high-fiving, no mask. And I remember getting off the plane and looking at my emails and all of my events, most of them had been canceled. And within a few weeks, I was experiencing symptoms of COVID. So we had to quickly edit the course, get it out to that government agency. And then soon enough, a lot of organizations who I'd worked with for live events, they were calling me and saying, Lindsay, do you have anything for staff wellness? Our staff are so stressed. There's so much uncertainty. And I'm like, well, yes, I do. (laughs) I have this wellness course. And then it just took off like wildfire and organizations were purchasing it left and right. We ended up creating four other virtual products in 2020. And again, that comes down to my virtual assistants. It's not like I was the one doing all the editing. There was no way I could have done all the graphics, the editing, the website pages, the sales pages. You know, there's so much to do on the back end. The VAs really held it together in 2020. Yeah. And I know that you had mentioned like your COVID is as young as you are. You're unfortunately one of the long haulers that people talk about. And you can you speak to that a little bit and like how your team supported you during that time? Yes. So April 17th is when I went to the hospital and I had stroke-like symptoms. So I wasn't able to talk. I wasn't able to walk, wheeled in. And within two hours, the symptoms would subside. And then I was able to talk. I can walk. I had all these very odd neurological symptoms with fatigue, ear ringing, I could list like 20 different symptoms, but I'll spare the listeners <laughs> with all of them. And then we thought, you know, it was just a few weeks and then a few weeks went by and it still wasn't clearing up. It cleared up somewhat in May and then boom, it hit hard again in June. And about 10% of people who experience COVID have what they call COVID long hauler. And they're still trying to figure out why this is, but it acts as if it's still in your body and then it flares up. So June was pretty tough. August was horrible. August is my busiest month of the year because that's when teachers are going back to school. And I crammed in like so many different live virtual trainings. I was training with my face and my left side completely numb. I had brain fog. I had other trainers on to help in case I couldn't even remember what I was talking about, but hopefully nobody noticed. Mm. (laughs) And then the neurologist, she stopped me and she looked into my eyes and she said, Lindsay, this is really serious. This is like a traumatic brain injury. And they actually found some lesions on my brain. And she said, I need you to stop working for a few months. And my heart just sank because 
This has been my baby for eight years, and I never thought. I was 35 years old, and I teach about wellness, and I'm healthy, and I never thought that not only was I losing, I felt like I was losing my passion but I and my purpose, but I also was feeling like I might die, and I didn't, it was mm. so uncertain. So I took off some work. I slept 10 to 12 hours a night. I wasn't able to drive because I was having some seizures. November, I had emergency gallbladder surgery. I mean, I could just go on and on and on. But finally, in January 2021, I really started to turn a corner. And I'm feeling about 95% better. I'm still working about 10 to 20 hours a week, though. So it's been a ride. <laughs> I forgot about the gallbladder surgery. I remember like we had, you had mentioned it to me, you messaged me. I don't know. I, I, I knew about it. And I remember thinking, how is this possible? How is this one poor girl like going through all of this in just one short year? It is, is it's really mind blowing, but you sort of skip past. Uh, I don't think it came through just how much your business boomed once you got these government contracts in place. So we have a lot of course creators who listen to this podcast, a lot of people who sell information products. And what I need them to understand is the scale of this, Mm -hmm. because, you know, on the one hand, you have tens of thousands of people enrolled in your courses. And then on the other hand, you're in bed with blurry vision and lesions on your brain. Mm -hmm. And you are having to answer customer service questions, I'm sure, keep content out there, keeping a business afloat that employs other people, right? Like, I mean, aside from your virtual assistant staff, you have coaches who are also a part of your business who need your business to succeed, right? Yes. Yes. And that's what I realized. And the question that I wanted to ask everyone just to reflect on is, will your business work if you're not able to work? And the reason why we were able to scale so much is because organizations wanted to share the course with their staff. We had contracts where they were emailing, you know, 10,000 to 50,000 to 100,000 staff members, and then organizations would purchase it for their entire staff. So I didn't do any of the backend work. And if you're a course creator, you know that to grant the offers in Kajabi, if you use Kajabi, that takes some work. So my VAs, we had a system where they would just email us their spreadsheets, they would upload their names, and then they were entered into the course, they would email them. And my VAs did the whole process, the course enrollment, the follow-up emails, the customer service, we set up Help Scout, which is what we use for our customer service emails. And we just created all these save replies for questions. And, you know, it took some time and I had to figure out the program and figure out the protocols. But then my VAs just create the systems and the save replies. And they're the ones replying to everyone while I was in bed. And the course was on wellness, but I was (laughs) in bed so sick. And there was an article that came out like, Lindsay Morris supporting schools during a pandemic. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, I felt a bit of shame because I wasn't well, but this just goes to show you that with courses, you don't have to show up to make an impact. And that's always been the biggest thing is I want to make a huge impact. Yeah. And you know, the other thing is, Lindsay, is that 
there is this, you know, horrible irony in the fact that you are a person that teaches wellness and, and here you are so unwell at the time. But you know what? Like you really were walking the talk though, because it's okay that you were teaching teachers how to be well while you were unwell, because first of all, the kind of unwellness you had had nothing to do with any sort of lifestyle choices that you made. It was just, you know, an unlucky bout with this virus. And you were taking care of yourself in the same way that you would prescribe to any of the people who follow you, right? Because you would say, hey, you know, get yourself a team, <laughs> let them do some stuff so you could sleep 12 hours a day. I mean, yes. right? Yes, exactly. So you're actually being, you were leading by example in every every possible way. And and going forward, you know, this is a story that you will always be able to share that is is such a good lesson. Because if you had not had that in place, if you had not taken the time out to rest your brain, you know, who knows what would have happened. So- Wow. It's so powerful. It was a great experience to practice the practice. And although I teach about it, it was hard to let go of some things. But if I'm going to teach about resilience, I now have a perfect story, another story of (laughs) resilience (laughs) that lasted about 10 months. And we often hear about the resilient story and celebrate the end product. But what about the messy middle? And that's what I really enjoy sharing with people because I want them to know that it's okay not to be okay. And we're all going to have some type of breakdown in life, which then hopefully turns into a breakthrough. And what a moment, uh, I think we all had some of these moments this year, whether people lost their job or something happened with their business. So it was a great experience to practice the practice. Mm, boy, those were there was a whole bunch of wise words in there. I'm going to have to hit pause and re-listen to that again. So let me ask you this, Lindsay. Is your whole team, are they all Philippine-based? Your support team, your VAs? Yes. My mom still does the online shipping for our apparel and our tools for our store. And mm-hmm. she has some admin, but most of my team is in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here we are, and the kind of things that you were listing off of the things that they do to support you, I don't know, You, f- I feel like you have to have a high level of trust in someone to offload those sorts of things. And I think a lot of people are under the impression, either from bad experiences they've had, or just what maybe what they've heard, that hiring from the Philippines, you just don't get the quality um, Okay, let's speak to that first. What would you say to that, like to someone who thinks that you're going to get sort of lesser quality by working with people from the Philippines? Well, first I would say me too. I thought that in the beginning. And I also was really scared about the trust because I had experienced other team members and some things had happened. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, all the way in the Philippines, how can this work? But going through your course step-by-step, I learned these strategies and these tools that make it so, for instance, like sharing passwords. I used to share all my emails and my passwords with my team, and now I don't do that. And you talk about how to do that in the course where they can still log into your programs. So that's one good thing is is learning about that program. And then it just was a matter of, I think trust is built with time and consistency. So at first I would give my team, you know, a few things to focus on. I really believe in focusing on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And then once they mastered that, 
then I was like, okay, now you can do headliner videos or now you can edit and upload the videos into Kajabi. And now you can take over my social media. We use Planoly for our social media scheduling. And so it it was just a step-by-step process. And that is why your course is amazing because I've always been that way. Just give me a system, tell me how to do it, and I will replicate it. And your system is so easy and it makes it like the interview process and screening, you really get to screen out who is not a good fit. And by the end, especially with that test week, you know exactly who your team is going to be. Yeah, I mean, that it really does come down to like the screening process is so important. If you don't start off with the right person from the beginning, it's really hard to make the right person the right person. Yeah. Speaking of, like, I think you were in the first round of Front Row CEO, as I recall. So uh, how long have your VAs been with you? They have been with Generation Wellness for almost a year and a half now. And I have a lead VA who now is taking on the responsibility of training other VAs. So that's also nice because... I never in my wildest dreams thought that this would be possible. I always thought I would have to be the one to do the training. And now I'm just in this letting go phase because I have so much trust in my VAs and they do an amazing job. Okay. So this speaks to the other complaint I hear often when it relates, as it relates to hiring a VA from the Philippines. And that is that they've been ghosted in the past that, you know, that they get someone and they're kind of good. And then all of a sudden they just disappear. So what I know listeners want to know is how have you been able to keep these outstanding team members for a year and a half? Well, first is communication. I think communication is key. So we have a doc, just a Google doc, and we write to each other every day, whether it's tasks Um, At the end of the day, they answer some questions like, is there anything you need help with? Do you have any questions? Do you have any suggestions? And we also communicate on Voxer. So if they ever need anything, I'm available on Voxer and we keep the communication very consistent. Also, I provide bonuses for amazing work, like when we're doing a launch for some organizations I don't do Facebook ads, but we do ambassador programs. So anyone out there listening who has a course, this may be something that you might want to try too, is partnering up with organizations to share about your course with other organizations. So when we have those ambassador programs, for instance, one is coming up March 15th to June 15th, they're going to be doing all the backend work on that. And so we set up a bonus structure. So they get bonuses throughout the entire year and then also in December. So I talk with them. I do a year review and make sure that they're happy. And so far it's going well. Okay. So those are really important things. And I want to break it down really clearly for people who are listening, because if you want a virtual assistant who is going to be with you for years, who it's very important that they feel like they really are part of the team. And it's one thing to say, oh, you're a part of the team and we have a team culture and we're all family. And, you know, you can word it a million different ways. But the bottom line is like there has to be something there that really that is meaningful that proves that. And giving a bonus based on performance is a wonderful way to do that, which also works out really well for even the smallest companies. So you might not have a like, great cash flow at the moment, for example, and you're headed into a launch. Well, it might be that 
you know, you tell the team, all right, guys, so we're all in this. Let's, you know, let's huddle up. And, you know, this is our stretch goal. This is our good goal, our best goal, our stretch goal. And, you know, depending on where we come in, if we come in at our good goal, everybody's going to get this much. If we come in at our better goal, everybody's going to get this much. And if we hit that stretch goal, hallelujah, we're all going to get this, you know, and um, you would just be amazed at how people now have a vested interest in making sure that your company does well because they truly feel like a part of the company. And it's really not hard for that very small business owner who's maybe in the earliest stages of their business or struggling with cash flow because it's based on the cash that you're going to make that you do make. And then, then from that point, I see entrepreneurs grow exponentially after that. Because, you know, now they've had a successful launch, they've built this, this baby team, and now the team can grow, the launch can be relaunched even better. And so it begins, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I think of my virtual assistants as family now. I know it might sound weird for people who haven't had a virtual assistant, but they really are a part of the team. And I think, I know that bonuses help, but I also think it's about simple things like changing I to we. And I think the five love languages with any relationship and, you know, one is gifts, one is words of affirmation, one is quality time. So I'm very mindful to always be appreciative and make sure I'm expressing my thanks. Uh, At the end of the year, I write my VAs a heartfelt, like one page letter of everything that I appreciate about them. But at the same time, I'm also providing them feedback. So if something didn't work right, I provide that immediately. And I'm not afraid to say, I don't say it in a mean way, but I think words of affirmation and appreciation go a long way along with gifts. For instance, uh, in August, when I was wondering if I was going to die or not, (laughs) and having all these neurological issues, we had an amazing, it was the end of an amazing launch. And we did those virtual trainings. And it was just, wow, for my business, I've never experienced something so great. And so I ended up buying one of my virtual assistants, a computer and I'll never forget when she sent me a picture of her and her little boy in front of her computer and she was so happy and so thankful. So I think it's the little things that make a big difference. Oh, so true. So true. And and I also love that you said that you, you know, that you have that shared Google document. You know, look, people use all I've seen people do all sorts of different things, whether it's a Google document or Slack or staying in touch via Voxer or a combination of all things, weekly team meetings. All those things are really important to give the feedback and ask for their suggestions. And a lot of times you uncover hidden talents that you didn't know that your team had. I mean, sometimes I learned, I don't know, years later that Nika had certain talents that I never knew about. And then we for sure employed those right away uh, once I learned about it. But yeah, such good stuff. Okay, Lindsay, before we wrap things up, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share? I guess to sum it up, for anyone who's listening, I would hope that you would take on a team now and surrender a little bit and let go a little bit before you're forced to, because that's what I experienced this year. Luckily, I had already started the process of letting go, and that was really hard. It was November 2019 when I started your course. And, you know, this illness, I didn't have a choice. I had to surrender. 
And I had to just go with the flow. I had to live in uncertainty. And I would really recommend going there now because it will create more balance in your life. And if you're feeling like you're working way too much or you're missing that time with your family, now is the time and it'll be good. And you're going to learn no matter what, even if it doesn't work out the first time, it's a learning process. And soon enough, you'll have a team that will support you. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I'm so glad that you're doing well now. I am for sure rooting for you, as I know all the listeners are as well. And I really appreciate you sharing this gift of a story with us because, you know, we do need to be reminded that like, you don't know what's around the corner. So mm-hmm. yeah, thank you for that. Listen, where's the best place to send people who want to learn more about you? Yes. If you'd like to learn more about our courses or our virtual trainings or our app, you can go to generationwellness.com. And then on social media, it's at Generation Wellness. Lindsay, thank you so much. Take care. And I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Thank you. Wow. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Lindsay as much as I did. So inspiring. And if you're interested in the program that Lindsay referred to, where she learned how to build her team and hire her team, it's called Front Row CEO. And if you're listening to this before March the 4th, you can go over to frontrowceo.com and get on the waiting list and we'll notify you when doors open. If you check it out after March 4th, you can go ahead and click the button to sign up. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at support at jenlaner.com. And I'll see you next time on the next episode of the Front Row Entrepreneur. This episode is brought to you by the Front Row VIP, a private membership hub for entrepreneurs looking to grow their businesses with smart marketing strategies, productivity hacks, and solutions for systemizing. This high-value membership includes twice-monthly strategy calls, monthly content planners, special events, monthly guest experts, and a networking community of the smartest entrepreneurs on the planet. Get started today at frontrowvip.com.